College football, NFL Week 14, Tom Brady, everything is stupid, and some last words. The Valley Sports Talk begins right now. What's good, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the LaValley Sports Talk podcast brought to you by the Soundline Network. As always, I am your host, Chris LaValley. How's it going? Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Let's get right into it. So, college football, the regular season is officially done. Uh, we're now entering into championship weekend where the uh, the final four will uh, will finally uh, shape up. As it stands right now, the uh, the top four teams didn't change from last week. It is in order Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia. Georgia and LSU are facing off in the SEC title game. If Georgia wins, there's a really good chance you're going to see both Georgia and LSU play for the uh, the college football championship. Um, I don't see the committee knocking LSU out of the top four. Ohio State is playing Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State's probably going to bludgeon them as they have everybody else that they've faced so far this season. And Clemson is facing Virginia in the ACC Championship, and Clemson should have no problem dismantling them. So in all likelihood, and I'm thinking LSU is going to top Georgia. As much as I would like to see Georgia win, uh, because I'm a big fan of Jake Fromm, who's their quarterback, I I, I think LSU has just been arguably this side of Ohio State, the best team in college football this season. So I'm thinking at the end of the day, we're going to be looking at Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and probably Oklahoma. Oklahoma is facing off against Baylor in the Big 12 championship. I'm going to take Oklahoma in that. And also, there's also, the, the everyone's wondering if Utah is going to get in who I would like to see. They're facing off against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. I would love to see Utah. I think it would be great to actually see a Pac-12 team since the last time a Pac-12 team was in the uh, the college football playoff, I believe, was Oregon um, early on. I think it was Oregon. I can't remember. Anyway, th- we haven't seen a Pac-12 team, or maybe a Pac-12 team hasn't even made it into the college football playoffs yet. The Pac-12 has been completely just absolutely ignored by the committee for years, and it would be nice to see a Pac-12 team get in there. Um, I mean, I, I think Oklahoma Oklahoma on paper, I think, is the better team. Um, and I, so I'm thinking if, if both Oklahoma and Utah were to win, I think the committee is going to roll with Oklahoma. Again, this is also if Georgia loses. Um, if Georgia wins, however, all of this is going to be completely moot. And you're going to be pretty much the top four teams that you see now, which again are Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, and Georgia, are going to be your top four teams in the playoffs. And likely the order would be shifted. My my guess would be they would keep Ohio State at one, bump Clemson up to two, and then uh, put Georgia at three and LSU at four. This way you wouldn't have a rematch of the uh, the SEC title game because if uh, if Georgia was two let's say and LSU was only bumped down to three then you would have a rematch and the committee doesn't want that so spinning off of that tirade uh, I just want to touch on Jim Harbaugh who's been in the news all year or not well actually he has been in the news all year uh, so, you know here and there but especially this past week uh, given the fact that Michigan got absolutely destroyed by Ohio State it wasn't even a game it's too bad too I was trying to watch it I got through the first half and then I just turned the game off because it was there was just no point. 
Jim Harbaugh, and I'm a big Harbaugh fan. And I, when I started, when I talked to you all about me getting more in depth into college football back in August, I had said that Harbaugh has to prove that he can beat Ohio State. He still hasn't done that. But then I did some research and I looked back on how successful his previous, the, the two previous coaches at Michigan had been against Ohio State. Not very good either. Michigan has only beaten Ohio State once in the last 15 years. Once. And yes, is it is it a big rivalry? I, I guess so. If you consider losing 14 out of your last 15 matchups against a team of rivalry, then yeah, sure, it's a big rivalry. But Harbaugh is being, like the expectations for, for what everyone expects Harbaugh to do is kind of ridiculous given the history of, of Ohio State and Michigan, especially the recent history of Ohio State and Michigan. Now, do I think Harbaugh should have reached a college football playoff berth at this point? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, I thought he would have. But Michigan fans, be realistic for a second. Who are you going to after Harbaugh? Who's your backup plan? You guys are calling for blood, but who the hell are you going to go to? Your previous two coaches were not very good. They weren't. They collectively, I believe, were sub-500. Jim Harbaugh hasn't... I, I don't think he's lost more than four games in a season. Yet. So, stop being freaking delusional. And again, I, I know I started off the season by saying, look, Harbaugh's got to prove himself. If he doesn't prove himself, he's going to go. And I do think... There's a potential that he goes. There's going to be a ton of NFL openings. Carolina Panthers being one of them. And I'm not saying that he's definitely going to jump ship, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does to go back to the NFL, given all of the, the opportunities that are there for him, if he wanted to go back there. But Michigan fans really do need to kind of chill out just a little bit. You're going to go to another bowl game. You're probably going to win it. Michigan is not a bad team. The only knock on Harbaugh that I, I could really get on him about is the fact that he really hasn't had a great quarterback since he's been there. And Harbaugh is supposed to be like the quarterback guru. That's the one thing that, that you could really knock him on. But like his overall record and his overall success at Michigan, aside from Ohio State, not being able to beat Ohio State, you really can't get on him about anything. So, you know, I guess if you, if you want to trash on Jim, knock yourself out. I'm not going to. I would like to see him be more successful at Michigan. I'd like to see him reach a college football playoff. I'd like to see him win a Big Ten championship. I don't know if any of those things are going to happen. But I also wouldn't blame him if he says, you know what, screw this. I'm going to go back to the NFL. You know, I, I, I did what I wanted to do, or I did what I, what I thought I could do with this team. I've been here for five years, four years. And, uh, you know, I got everything I could get out of this, and, and I'm going to head back to the NFL. And if he does that, good for him. But seriously, Michigan fans, I would love to hear who your backup plan is. And when that coach isn't even close to being as successful as Harbaugh, let's see how quickly you want to turn on him. All right, let's dive into some NFL. So last week, I was 2-2 two and two with my picks. I was dead wrong about the Texans and Patriots game. Dead wrong about that one. I am 29 and 15 overall, and uh, I got four games for you for this week. So, 
Ravens at Bills, Titans at Raiders, Chiefs at Patriots, and 49ers at Saints. Ravens at the Bills. This is going to be an interesting game. I was dead wrong about the Bills. I have kind of flip-flopped on the Bills, I I guess is, is being as intellectually honest as I can be on this. I said before the season, the Bills won't be relevant by Thanksgiving. Then about five weeks into the season, I said, okay, well, I guess I was wrong about the Bills. And then last week, and then the week before that, I kept calling the Bills the most fraudulent team in the NFL. And then they kicked the shit out of the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And now I am sitting here going, hmm, all right, well, maybe the Bills are pretty good. And they are. They're the number three overall defense in the league. Josh Allen is awesome. My God, is Josh Allen awesome. I am pumped that that kid is doing so well. Truly. Because nobody gave him any chance coming out of the draft. So, good for him. Good for the Bills. They're going to lose to the Ravens. So, I'm going to take the Ravens. 34-27. The Ravens are just, I mean, they're they're on fire. You can't take anything away from them. They are just playing phenomenal football on both sides. So, again, I'm going to take the Ravens. 34-27. Titans at the Raiders. The Titans are the second hottest team in football behind the Ravens, and they're going to they're going to beat the Raiders. Oakland had an opportunity to make a wild card berth. I actually thought they were going to do it. I was on here saying that a couple weeks ago, and then they they threw that game against the Jets. I don't know what the hell that was a couple weeks ago. They 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 just played awful against New York. Um, they just don't look good. I don't I don't know what else to say. They I don't know if they started um, buying into their own hype a little bit too much, but the team looks completely different now than it did a couple weeks ago. They're just they're just crumbling. So I'm going to take the Titans over the Raiders, 24-21. Chiefs at the Patriots. This to me is the game of the weekend. Look, and I'm going to get on this later. I'm going to talk about Brady later, but y'all want to sell on the Patriots. I know you do. I know you all do. You're all just running, running for the hills from the New England Patriots. Go ahead, run. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going anywhere. Patriots are going to beat the Chiefs 33-30, to and you all are just going to look foolish. Just going to look foolish. 49ers at Saints. I'm going to take the 49ers 24-20 to over the New Orleans Saints. I just think the 49ers are a better team. It's that simple. So to recap very, very quickly, I've got the Ravens over the Bills. I have the Titans over over the Raiders, the Patriots over the Chiefs, and the 49ers over the Saints. All right, so my top 10 teams through week 13 of the NFL. As always, I will start at number 10 with the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans have won five out of their last six, which is kind of crazy because nobody's talking about it. And that includes a victory, or victories, I should say, over the Colts and the Chiefs. So they're not beating all crap teams, although most of, the, most of the teams that they've played have been pretty shitty. But they did beat the Chiefs, which is a huge win. And uh, they're probably going to make the playoffs. They're going to be your wild card team. I don't think they're going to eclipse the Texans for the South, but I do think you're looking at your other wild card, your, your sixth seed in the wild card behind the Bills would take the fifth seed. At number nine, I have the team in front of them, which is their division rival in the Houston Texans. Look, the Texans are a dysfunctional team, but they have an MVP candidate at quarterback and arguably the most electric wide receiving core in the NFL. 
led by DeAndre Hopkins, who I think is the best wide receiver in the NFL that nobody ever talks about or gives credit to. So Texans at number nine. And number eight, I have the Buffalo Bills. Number three overall defense, Josh Allen's playing phenomenal football. The team is actually a lot of fun to watch. Like they are, they're, they're a fun watch. So if you have the opportunity to watch that Ravens and Bills game, be sure to do so. And number seven, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is another MVP candidate that nobody is talking about. I know they just lost to Seattle, but you know what? That was a damn good loss. Damn good loss. And Kirk Cousins, once again, played really, really well. I am off his bandwagon. I'm still mad at him. I'm actually really mad at him for playing well after I jumped off that bandwagon. But look, Kirk Cousins is an MVP candidate. He's playing really good. Like, really, really good football. And for those of you who are like, "Uh, well, you know, it's Kirk Cousins and it was a primetime game. Kirk Cousins has won a primetime game this year. He's actually won two. So don't give me that crap about Kirk Cousins not being able to perform in primetime games. Okay? I understand that, yeah, maybe his overall stats in primetime games haven't been wonderful. But this year, right now, as we speak right now, he's playing really well. He's thrown for more touchdown passes than Tom Brady so far this season. He's thrown for more touchdown passes than Pat Mahomes so far this season. So, I mean, what do you want? What do you want? You guys want to keep trashing on Kirk Cousins? Knock yourselves out. You look ridiculous. At number six, I have the Green Bay Packers, who bounce back against the inept New York Giants. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are a a good team, a good solid team. I don't know how far they'll make it in the playoffs. That defense, I'm still a little iffy about them. But they're still a solid team. At number five, I have the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have dropped a little bit in my on my list the past couple weeks. I love the Saints. I do. No one's talking about them. They're ten and two. No one's talking about the ten and two New Orleans Saints. If the Saints somehow are able to get home field advantage in the playoffs, they're going to be as dangerous as anybody. So keep that in mind. At number four, I have the Seattle Seahawks. They have what are they? They're number three in total offense, led by the MVP and Russell Wilson. Don't even. Want, I'm not even going to have this debate anymore. Russell Wilson's the MVP. At number three, 49ers, number one overall defense in the league that team is nasty and again they just lost crap did I just no I was right okay yeah they just lost to the Ravens I thought I thought they lost to Seattle they didn't they did lose to Seattle earlier on in the season but anyway brain fart there sorry guys the 49ers lost to the Ravens by a field goal they lost to Seattle by a field goal those are their two losses and the reason why they lost to Seattle was because their field goal kicker missed a field goal the The San Francisco 49ers, from my money, are the best team in the NFC. And they may be the best team in football. Maybe. Jim Garoppolo, like like I've said all season long, just still has to clean up those uh, those interceptions and fumbles. But uh, if he can if he can get right, and there's still a few more weeks in the season, if he can if he can fine tune his craft by the playoffs, the 49ers will win the Super Bowl. Hands down, they'll win the Super Bowl, where they can face off against the New England Patriots. And number two. Baltimore Ravens. They have the number two, number two overall offense, and they have the number one rushing offense in the league. Lamar Jackson's playing really well. He should come in second in the MVP behind Russell Wilson. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your mind, folks. Remember, he played a top defense. Just keep this in mind real quick. For all of you who are clamoring for Lamar Jackson as MVP, just keep this in the back of your mind. When he played a really good defense, he only threw for 110 yards or 109 yards whatever it was, 100. He barely eclipsed 100 yards against the top defense. 
Yeah, sure, he ran the ball for over 100 yards. Good for him. But like I've said before, he's a runner. He's more of a runner than he is a passer. So just, you know, back of your mind. Back of your mind. And at number one, I had the New England Patriots. I'm not jumping off that bandwagon. I refuse to do it. They have the number two overall defense in the league. Tom Brady is fine. He's fine. He's thrown for 18 touchdowns and six interceptions. Yes. Are those numbers pedestrian compared to what he's done in the past? Sure. But they've only lost two freaking games, people. Two games. Two games. Against Lamar Jackson, who many people have as the top MVP winner, and Deshaun Watson, who is also in the MVP conversation. It's not like they lost to two bad teams. They lost to two good teams, one of them being the Ravens. So y'all are crazy. Seriously. I mean, if, I, I just I just can't. I can't. One through ten real quick. Patriots, Ravens, 49ers, Seahawks, Saints, Packers, Vikings, Bills, Texans, and Titans are your top ten teams through week 13 of the NFL. <laughs> So I've been thinking that maybe I should change my everything is stupid segment, change the title of it and call it how can I piss people off? Because every time I do an everything is stupid segment, I know that I'm irritating certain people. So um, it's a consideration. But so anyway, in my everything is stupid segment this week, I'm sure I will irritate quite a few. I want to talk about the, the Peloton commercial that's been all over the Internet that people have been just flipping out about. Because apparently you're not allowed to buy your significant other a exercise bike without being a sexist or an evil human being who wants their spouse to um, be fit or to stay healthy or however you want to look at it. So first things first, there is such a double standard when it comes to the way that and by... When I say we, I should say the the Twitter mob and the social media crunchy mob and the woke mob view things. Like it, it, the lens in which people view certain commercials or certain stories or montages or whatever is unbelievable. Now, real quick, imagine in the commercial, there's a say it's that wife, that same actress, right? She buys her husband, who happens to be like 300 pounds, that bike. And he does the exact same thing she does. Okay. And then at the end of it, though, he's lost like, I don't know, 100 pounds, let's say, in a year. And they do the same video. Is anybody freaking out? Is anybody getting upset? Hell no. You'd have people on Twitter being like, that's right, girl. You get your man all sexy or something like that. I don't know. I don't know why I sounded like that. But the point that I'm trying to make is just switch the, switch the genders and all of a sudden this is okay. I'll do you one better. Her fit husband. She buys a, her fit husband the same bike and he does the same thing. He, you know, diaries his fucking, you know, training regimen for the year. And shows the video. Is there outrage? Nope. Not even a little bit. Not even a smidgen of outrage. That like nobody would say anything about it. There wouldn't, it wouldn't even come up on Twitter or on on news. I saw the Today Show was talking about this thing. 
So there's that. You guys are literally like, <laughs> woke Twitter and and woke social and social media in general and 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 the news outlets. Like, I don't understand why you're always trying to take like you're trying to find the negative context without considering the positive impact of a gift like that. So you immediately saw the commercial and went, that son of a bitch, how dare he buy her a bike and make her ride? First off, was there any point in that commercial where you saw her chained to that bike? Where you saw him like sitting in the corner, screaming at her, telling her to keep working out until she threw up? No, it never happened. It never happened. Maybe. And I understand like the outrage is, oh my God, like she's already skinny. Well, there's, there's two outrages. One of them is, it's funny how it, it's, well, let's break this down here because this is going to be kind of a long segment. So bear with me, please. So there, there's two sides of this. The first side of it is you have all of these women out there who are screaming because she's already in shape or she seems to be in shape because she's thinner, right? Well, who the hell are you to decide if just because she's thin, maybe she's not technically quote unquote in shape. Maybe, just maybe, she's been talking to her husband about wanting to start going to the gym because maybe she's thin, but she doesn't have a very positive self-image, okay? So her husband says, well, I know you don't really like gyms and you don't like exercising, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy you an exercise bike here at home. And you can choose to do it when and at whatever time that you want to. So this way you can gain the confidence that you are looking for. And so she chose to do a video diary and then show it to him at the end of the year to say, you know what, this was a really awesome gift. I want to say thank you. I, I made this diary or this journal of my journey. And here you go. Instead, it was, oh, well. Clearly, he's saying that she's fat and that she needs to lose like six ounces and yada, 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 yada. Well, why? But why Why are you assuming that? Why is it, why is it so bad that somebody who's already technically quote-unquote thin want to exercise? Like that's, the, that's the other side of this. Is because you're thin that automatically means that you don't want to exercise? Did Y'all know that exercise is good for you? And that it releases endorphins and it makes you feel good? You know that, right? That just because somebody is skinny does not mean that they are in shape. Okay, I have always been, like, and again, not bragging. I've always been thin. Okay, like, I've always been, like, this, like, I, I'm five foot seven. I'm small and I'm thin. Like, I, it, it wasn't until I actually started going to the gym and working out that I actually felt confidence in myself it has nothing to like whether you're fat or you're skinny that doesn't or you're bigger or whatever you happen to be going to the gym or just exercising in general going for a run playing basketball going swimming going for a hike doing something active like it it shouldn't matter what size you are it's a it's about feeling good about yourself and the fact that like again uh, it, the the fact it, it just it blows my mind that everyone just has to find the negative in everything. Like I literally I watched that I watched that commercial I saw it 
like this commercial has been out for a while, by the way. Like I saw this commercial a couple weeks ago and I was like, huh, okay, whatever. Like I didn't think anything of it. I was like, wow, that's, that's a really cool bike. I am never going to be able to afford something like that. I wish I could. Cause I think that bike's like $2,500. It's, it's something insane. That's literally how I watched the video was because I would love to have exercise equipment in my house. So I see a video for that and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. That's that, that would be really sweet. And then I looked it up and I was like, hell no, I can't afford that. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe her wife was so appreciative that the dude dropped like $2,500 on her for Christmas and wanted to thank him by making a video diary. Did you ever think of that? No, of course not. Of course not. It's just, you know, the husband is just an evil, evil man who's part of the patriarchy who just wants to pull woman down. It's so freaking stupid. It's so stupid. You, all of you people out there who are freaking out about this, y'all need to get your heads checked. Seriously. You need, the other thing is, you need to fucking relax. Like, seriously, relax. Stop trying to find the negative in everything. You know, perhaps he looked at his wife and he said, you know what? My wife is sexy as hell. She is unbelievably beautiful. And his wife comes to him and says, look, like, I'm, I, again, I, I, I want to I wanna start exercising, but I don't like going to the gym. And so he bought her that bike. And then she feels empowered. She feels powerful because she's finally found something that makes her feel good. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that, that's the whole point of the commercial. Did, but, of course, that's not what's being brought up. Everyone's just making memes and making videos about how awful he is. Oh, my husband. There, there was a comedian who made a video, which was actually, it was really funny. It was a funny spoof. But unfortunately, the, it, it's not so much a spoof as it's become apparently fact for so many people. Where the woman says, oh, wow, yeah, wow, great. My husband bought me an exercise bike. That doesn't make me feel like shit. And then she, it's like a 30-second bit and she goes off about how, like, you know, at the end of it, you know, she hands her, hu- her husband divorce papers. Like, oh, here, oh, you like my video journal? By the way, this is for you. Yep, those are divorce papers. Like, don't get me wrong. It was really funny. But at the same time, it's like, well, but why, again, why is there such a negative stigma to this? I don't, I truly don't understand. CH on Twitter, feel free to let me know where I'm going wrong here. But I, I don't. I truly don't understand why there is such a negative stigma around exercise in general, especially around the fact that apparently you're not allowed to try and get in better shape, even if you're not considered fat. That's the one thing I don't get. So now all of a sudden you're going to be punished in, in woke social media because you're already in shape or you look, I should say you look like you're in shape, but you, you really want to get in better shape. So you want to start exercising. And now all of a sudden we're going to body shame those people because you're not, you're not allowed to body shame anybody who's fat or who's obese. Oh no, 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 no. That's bad. You're not allowed to go up to those people and go, Hey, you know, I'm really concerned about your health. Maybe we should try walking, or maybe we should try eating better, or maybe we should... Oh, no, no, you can't do that. That's awful. You're an asshole if you do that. But those same people who are saying you're an asshole for calling out somebody for being overweight and being obese and being concerned about their health, those same people can go to the skinny person and say, who the hell are you to go exercise? You don't need it. 
You don't need to exercise. Look at you. You're already skinny. Yeah, that, that, totally, that, that logic totally makes sense. So you can't body shame people for being obese and overweight and being concerned about their health, but you can body shame a skinny person because, well, they're skinny and fuck them. Great. Awesome. I'm glad that our society is completely normal and we're not falling apart at the seams. It's good to know. This is why everything is stupid. All right. So last word segment. Here we go. Tom Brady. That is going to be my topic for my last word segment. Here we go. Give me all your Tom Brady stock. Give it to me. Give it. Give me all of it. I am taking it and I will gladly cash it in. Gladly cash it in. So Tom Brady so far this season, 3,286 yards, 18 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Yes. Is that pedestrian? Yes, it is. It's pedestrian for Tom Brady. Is it bad? Not by any means. Not at all. It's not bad. His team's 10 and 2. So there's that. Let's see. Let's see. So he's thrown for more yards, by the way. That those 3,286 yards, he's thrown for more yards than Russell Wilson, the MVP, Watson, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you know, the great Lamar Jackson, you know, the, the greatest quarterback who's ever lived, apparently, at least according to the media. Yeah, he's thrown for more yards than Lamar Jackson. Oh, and uh, this guy named Aaron Rodgers. So let's just real quick. Tom Brady, who's fallen off a cliff, has thrown for more yardage than Wilson, Watson, Mahomes, Jackson, and Rodgers. You know what all five of those quarterbacks have in common? They've all been mentioned in the MVP conversation so far this season, at least at one point this season. You want to know whose name has yet to be brought up in the MVP conversation? Tom Brady. Does Tom Brady deserve to be in the MVP conversation? Hell no. But the point that I'm trying to make is he's thrown for more yards. He's having a decent enough statistical season where he's throwing for more yardage than a bunch of MVP candidates. But yet, he's fallen off a cliff, and we've all got to just bury the Patriots because clearly, their reign of terror is over. I have very sad news for all of you. It is not. It is not at all. I, me, Chris LaValle, should not be the person in the room defending Tom Brady. Do you have any idea how insane my sports life has become? I was the guy, for those of you who don't know, and many of you do, I used to be the guy who was rooting for Peyton Manning for my entire football life, until he retired, obviously. And I would be in my basement, screaming at the TV, wailing at the TV, punching things, because Tom Brady was constantly beating my quarterback down to submission. I hated Tom Brady more than anybody else probably in the world I hated that man because I wanted Peyton Manning to be the best quarterback in football I wanted Peyton Manning to go down as the best quarterback of all time because I believe Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady I hated Tom Brady hated like I can't even explain how much I loathed that man and then I grew up it also helped when Peyton Manning retired but Near the end of Peyton Manning's career, I started realizing the fact that A, Peyton is not going to be considered the best quarterback of all time, and B, damn, Tom Brady's really fucking good. Yes, it took me about mm, a decade to, uh, to figure that out, but, you know, I did come around. But the point that I'm trying to make is I am now the guy defending Tom Brady 
the only person I know defending Tom Brady. Everybody else is like, nah, he's done. Nope, he's done. He sucks. He's over the hill. And again, look, Father Time is undefeated. I get that. I do, truly. But he's still playing really fucking good. His team's 10-2. and two. He's not playing great, but he's playing good. He's playing well enough to win games. He also has nobody at wide out. Have you looked at the Patriots wide receiving core? It's Julian Edelman. That's it. That's seriously it. It's Julian Edelman and a rookie. That's it. That's all he's throwing to. He doesn't have a reliable tight end. He doesn't have anybody. Philip Dorsett's been crap. Antonio Brown was there for a hot second. He has nothing to throw to. But somehow, and again, people would give him like people would give him credit for this in the past. That's what that's the other thing that makes no sense to me. For years, years and years and years, which is why I would get so angry, even though they were absolutely accurate. He would be throwing to receivers that would be second or third string wide receivers on any other football team. But on the Patriots, they were first string. He's doing that now. He's throwing to people, aside from Julian Edelman, he's, he's, his other wide receivers maybe would probably not even make the practice squad on some of these teams. And that's who the Patriots have, have left him to throw to. Why isn't he getting credit for this now? Why are people so desperate to throw Tom Brady out? I don't understand it. I truly don't. It's like, look, man, Tom Brady is going to end up in the Super Bowl this year. It's going to happen. Like, I'm, I, I am convinced more than anything else that you want to talk about a guy who has a giant chip on his shoulder and who always seems to come out on top, it's Tom Brady. The only other person, the only other athlete that I've ever, like, been around, or by been around, I mean, like, followed in my life. Michael Jordan happened bef- really early on in my, in my childhood. But Derek Jeter was the only other athlete that I can think of that just happened to have, like, that, that, that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, that Hollywood ending. Like, that Hollywood life. Where Jeter, in his last game of his life, Jeter's last professional baseball game, the dude got the game-winning hit. Like, it, it just, it's one of those things where it was eerie. Every, like, he, it was his last at bat. You knew this was it. It was, the, the Yankees didn't make the playoffs that season, so it was the last. You knew it was his last at bat. It was in Yankee Stadium. The dude got the game-winning hit. Okay? I know it's not, he didn't walk off in the sunset with a World Series, but the guy had already won five World Series. He was fine. He, he was doing just fine. The point that I'm trying to make is, Brady, not only does he have a ginormous chip on his shoulder, he's literally lived like like Hollywood couldn't draw up a better script. Okay. So this guy's living that type of lifestyle. He's just, he's come in clutch after clutch after clutch performance year in and year out. It's going to happen again. I'm telling you, it's going to happen again. And if you want to bury him, go ahead and do it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I will be the guy in the corner laughing at you. Because when the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think it again, it obviously it depends on who they're gonna play. Because I mean, look, they played the freaking Rams last year and that game sucked. 
but they still won it. They pulled it out. Depending on who they play in the Super Bowl, I don't think they'll win it because I don't think the Patriots are a better team than the 49ers or the Saints or the Seahawks. They could potentially beat the Vikings if the Vikings got there. They could pretend they would definitely beat the Cowboys if the Cowboys got there or if the Eagles got there, whoever the hell decides to uh, to not want to win the NFC East the least. But the point that I'm trying to make is Brady is still Brady and the Patriots are still the Patriots and they're going to figure shit out. They always do. They always do. Who can't? They don't care if they're the number one. This is the other thing. Everyone's freaking out. Oh, they're not going to be the number one overall seed. They don't care. They don't care if they're the one overall seed. As long as they get a first week bye, that's what they care about. So if the Ravens end up being the number one overall seed, who cares? Who cares? Because if the Ravens get knocked out in the divisional round, which they could depending on who they play, if the Ravens get knocked out in the divisional round, then guess who gets home field advantage? All right, that's right. That team in New England. That team in New England. So again, go ahead. Shit on Tom Brady all you want. Y'all are fools. Y'all are freaking fools. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the LaValle Sports Talk Podcast brought to you by the Soundline Network. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I greatly appreciate it. Be sure to check me out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. You can find me on Twitter, at LaValleCH. Be sure to check out the latest Richo's rant. That's right. Richo is back, and he is ranting about his nonsense, his freaking nonsense. We are going to be touching on aspects of his Richo's rant on this week's uh, Richo and Lala, which unfortunately we were not able to put out this past weekend because Richo was sick. Uh, we did, however, did put out a Thanksgiving Day episode, a special Thanksgiving Day episode, so be sure to check that out. That is available to you on iTunes and, of course, on the Anchor app. But anyway, we will be back to our regularly scheduled uh, LaValle Sport. Uh, excuse me. God, I keep saying that. Uh, Richard's going to be so mad at me. I'm doing such a horrible job. Um, we will be back to our regularly scheduled Richo and Lala podcast. We will be recording this week. It will be released on Monday. And again, we will be discussing a whole lot of stuff, including the fact that Richo has decided to lump me in with Cowboy fans on his podcast. So be sure to, to listen to that so you understand what we're talking about. Richo's rant available to you on iTunes and the Anchor app. So again, be sure to check that out. And that's all I have for you this week. Awesome college football games this weekend. It's championship weekend. Be sure to check those out. Um, real quick, I like Ohio State to win. I like Clemson to win. I'm going to take Utah over Oregon. And... I think that uh, I really do think LSU is going to be Georgia. So and Oklahoma will be Baylor. And then we'll see how the committee decides to uh, to put the uh, the final four together. And of course, great slate of NFL games. Be sure to definitely watch the Patriots and Chiefs game and be ready, because if the Patriots do beat the Chiefs and if they beat them big, I will be back here next week and I will be insufferable. Hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you all again soon.